Hi, my name is Peter Mo, and I'm from Tourism Ireland's Nordic office in Copenhagen. Today we will be talking about one of the most famous attractions on the island of Ireland, a UNESCO World Heritage Site and a landscape formed by myth and geology. We will be talking about the Giant's Causeway. Therefore, we are joined by Catherine Weir, storyteller at the Giant's Causeway Experience Centre. Hi, Catherine. Hello there. Very happy to be talking to you today. Likewise. So, Catherine, can you tell me, why is it called the Giant's Causeway? Well, firstly, the word causeway basically means a raised path to get across water. But, of course, it's called the Giant's Causeway, and this is to do with our giant, Finn McCool. The causeway was really said to be the start of the path that Finn McCool created to go and fight our giant, to fight the Scottish giant, sorry, Ben and Donner. Now, the legend really goes that Finn McCool loved it here on the North Coast, but he had a bit of a problem, and this was all to do with this Scottish giant called Ben and Donner. Finn and Ben and Donner were rivals, and they really didn't get on very well at all. They used to actually spend quite a lot of time shouting at one another across the seas. And one day, something that Ben and Donner said really upset Finn a lot, and he decided he'd just had enough of this Scottish giant. Finn was going to have to do something about him. Uh, he went off on a walk to have a bit of a think about what he might do. And really, he came to the conclusion that the best idea was for him to reach down and grab a big handful of earth, run over to the cliffside and throw it over towards the Scottish giant. Unfortunately, things did not go to plan. The big handful of soil, it didn't land in Scotland. It landed in the middle of the Irish Sea and it formed an island now known as the Isle of Man. Now, the actual big uh, hole in the earth that was created from him taking out the big handful of soil then was filled up with water and formed Loch Ney. Now, after all this, Finn was pretty embarrassed and he knew he needed to do something else. And he decided, really, being an Irish warrior, that he would have to go and fight this Scottish giant. Now, Finn was not a fan of the water. He didn't like swimming, never mind getting his feet wet. So he looked around him at the cliffs. He saw the big uh, columns in the cliff side, and he went and he grabbed handfuls of the columns and he started throwing them into the sea. He made himself a passageway the whole way across to Scotland. Now, when he reached the other side, he thought to himself, I better take a quick look here of the cliff edge just to really get a view of this Scottish giant and see exactly what he was like. And really, he was in for a very big surprise. The Scottish giant was about three times the height of Finn. Now, this did not seem very wise after all. And he must have been giant think. and incredibly big he was since he was big. able to throw uh, <laughs> the entire Isle of Man. Yes, that's right. Already. So, well, Finn was said to be about 54 feet tall or 16 meters tall. So he was a pretty big guy himself. But Ben and Donner was massive and Finn was pretty terrified. So he turned and he started running back towards the giant's causeway. Unfortunately for Finn, when he was running back, Ben and Donner turned and he saw Finn running away in the distance and he came, came running after Finn. Now, Finn was running back up to his house and he was going so fast that he actually lost one of his shoes. One of his boots fell off him, but he left it behind and he ran on back up to his house where he met his wife, Inna. Very quickly, he started telling her all about what was going on. And she said, look, Finn, you know, you've got to stay calm. We'll get this sorted out. She was a pretty wise woman. She said, look, Finn, you've got to stop being such a big baby. And she thought to herself, 
you know what, actually, that's not a bad idea. We'll get you dressed up like a baby and you can get into the child's bed. So Finney got a big bed sheet around him. He got a bonnet on his head. He got tucked into the bed. And Una, she shut the curtains around the room and they awaited Ben and Donna's arrival. It wasn't too long until there was a thunderous bang at the door and Una, she answered to see this great size of a Scottish giant. But she stayed calm and she said, look, you've just missed Finn. I've sent him away off fishing to go and get something for dinner. But why don't you come in and you can wait for Finn to come back. Ben and Donna, he comes in, he takes his seat and he waits and he waits for a very long time. And he does start to get quite suspicious and a bit annoyed. And Una, she says, look, you've got to keep the noise down. I've got the baby in the house sleeping. And if you wake him up, Finn is going to be furious. Now she got up to show Ben and Donna the baby. And she opened the curtains and Ben and Donna saw this 54 foot baby. He thought to himself, if that is the size of the baby, I am definitely not waiting around to meet the size of the dad. And very quickly, he came running out of the house. He ran back along the causeway. He used his giant club to bash up the stones on the way back. And really, that's how we've ended up with our causeway stretching out to sea. And you can also still see the other end of the causeway over in Scotland on the island of Staffa. There's a beautiful formation of columns there. It's known as Fingal's Cave. And you can take boat trips out from Scotland and go and visit those as well. So really, that is the legend behind the Giant's Causeway. All right. And then I guess a causeway is just a form of bridge? Yes, it's a type of um, a type of bridge or raised path across water. All right. That makes that makes a lot of sense yes. then, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the uh, mythological explanation. Of course, yes. Um, what is it actually, the Giant's Causeway? So, well, according to geology, of course, the legend's been around for quite some time, long before kind of the geology and the science started to be understood. But as far as the geology goes, basically what they think is that prior to the actual formation of the Giant's Causeway, so you would have actually had a gentle undulating landscape at the causeway, and this was composed of chalk. And the chalk is actually about 140 million years old and it really comes from a time when the land was actually covered in a shallow tropical ocean but around 60 million years ago then the north american plate and the eurasian plate they were moving apart from one another and this caused a period of intense volcanic activity so as the land as the two plates were moving apart from one another great fissures and cracks opened up in the land surface and magma rose up and flowed out as lava over the land and it traveled over great distances. So the basalt, the lava occurs to form basalt and the basalt and lava field that has been created in Northern Ireland is actually Europe's largest basalt field. It covers the whole of County Antrim and into a couple of the surrounding counties as well. So there was actually a series of eruptions and you can see the layers of lava in the cliffs uh, when you come to visit the causeway. As previously mentioned, prior to the volcanic activity, there was an undulating landscape of chalk. And actually at the causeway, there was a river valley. And the river valley was carved out in the chalk landscape through erosion and weathering. So you had this river valley and it was then filled up with lava. So you had a deep pond of lava form. And the top of the pond would have cooled mm -hmm. quickly 
forming more kind of rough, uneven rock. But at the bottom of the pond, the lava would have cooled more slowly and uniformly. And really, as it cooled, it contracted and it shrank and cracks were formed. And these cracks, they tend to be Y-shaped cracks. And the cracks then join together and they also run up through the pond of lava to create the columns. So that's why you have these hexagonal columns. Though. Exactly. That's basically it. It's a oh. slow uh, cooling of a big pond of lava that results in these columns. Now, obviously, since all this happened 60 million years ago, there's been a lot of weathering and erosion that's taken place, including ice sheets over the land and also erosion by the sea. And this has really resulted in the landscape that you can see today. So that's basically what makes all of the Giants Causeway so special then? Yes, it's got such um, a history to it in terms of the geology and just in terms of how it's been used for tourism and also the different industries and things that would have taken place around our coastline as well. And then who looks after and manages the site now? Uh, so basically... The National Trust acquired the site in 1961, and prior to that, for quite some time, it had been owned privately. And the National Trust is a conservation charity that operates really in England, Wales, and Northern Ireland, and it manages over 500 different properties. So places like houses, castles, gardens, areas of countryside, and then also coastline as well. And it is actually Europe's largest conservation charity. It has over 5 million members. And really the goal of the National Trust is to protect places like the Giants Causeway, so places of historic interest or natural beauty uh, forever for everyone. Uh, but not only does the National Trust look after the site, there is also um, important designations that the site has as well. So as you've mentioned, it is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So it got that designation in 1986. But it's also a special area of conservation an area of scientific interest and a national nature reserve as well. So the reasons for these designations include the exposure of the basalt columns themselves, but also the fact that the area represents major stages in the Earth's geological history. And obviously then you've got diverse flora and fauna that live at the causeway as well, and these need to be protected too. Well then, what wildlife can you then expect to see at the Giant's Causeway then? So as I've said, it supports a diverse range of plants and animals. So there are lots of different habitats found at the causeway. So in the water, you have the rocky reefs, uh, you have the kelp beds, you have the rocky shore, and then on the land, you have the salt marsh, the grassy slopes, the vertical cliffs, and the dry and wet heath that you find along the cliff tops. There are many different habitats that support a range of different wildlife. In terms of the, the big marine life, when you come to the causeway, you can often see our grey seals, uh, which is always lovely to see. They're quite curious. I do, I do think they like having a look around and, and seeing everyone at the stones. And then also you get sightings of dolphins and porpoises. If you come between, say, April and kind of late July, you might see a basking shark as well. You can see those around our coastline too. Oh, wow. Yes. Very exciting to see those now. I've never actually seen one at the causeway itself, but I did see one when I was around at the Carcareed Rook Bridge looking down on the water. So that was lovely to see. The, the rocky shores at the causeway, they also provide an opportunity, of course, to go rock pulling. Uh, so you can see things like anemones, shrimp and crab. 
And the Causeway Coast is also a great place to see seabirds, so things like fulmars, guillemots, and razorbills. And the birds nest on the cliffs and also the offshore islands that you find around uh, Northern Ireland. In particular, you have Rathlin Island, which is a great place to go and see puffins and other birds as well. Oh, I'd love to see a puffin. Yes, the puffins are very cute, aren't they? So you can take RSPB as they start on Rathlin and you can go out and, and see the puffins. Uh, that's lovely to see. And of course, at the Causeway, you can see uh, a variety of plants at different different times of the year, including a number of rare and endangered species, such as oyster plants and spring squill. And we have just, or we will be launching a range of new tours at the Giants Causeway this year called our Giant Experience Tours. And one of these is actually specialised in the flora and fauna that you can find at the Causeway, along with a bit of the conservation work that we do. And so if this is of interest to you, I would definitely recommend going on one of these tours. That sounds really nice. I mean, definitely, personally, I, I can't wait for it to be more green outside. So I, I'd love to go on a tour seeing flora and fauna. Yes. So but the, would that be that'd be a, a guided tour on land for the flora, I guess, and then fauna would that also be that would be the birds the birds and not so much on the sea um yes so the the giant experience tours that focuses mainly on the flora and fauna you actually take a walk up the cliff path which overlooks the giant's causeway and then you come down some steps and come back towards the causeway so you get a fantastic view of the causeway and opportunity to see the plants and some of the animals that you see here now, you've kind of already mentioned one way of doing it, but how should you visit the Giants Causeway? So really, in order to avail of the services that are provided within the visitor centre and to use the facilities the visitor centre provides, and along with the, the National Trust car parking facilities, we do require um, the visitors to pre-book online. Uh, so as a conservation charity, the visitor experience admission charge goes back into looking after the Giants Causeway and also other special places that are managed by the National Trust in Northern Ireland. Now, the visitor centre obviously has been closed because of COVID, but we're looking forward to hopefully getting open on the 24th of May, and that's going with the, the current government guidance at the minute. So it'll be exciting to get open again. Um, so once you've seen the stones up close for yourself, uh, you can walk along the cliff top, like I've mentioned, and there's a beautiful walk you can do all along the coastline, really, from the causeway on towards Dunseffert Castle and White Park Bay and further beyond. Also, you can go uh, west from the causeway as well. So you've got options there as to how you want to walk onto the site. And you can also take boat trips to visit the Giants Causeway as well. So there are different companies opening offering boat excursions. And if you're someone that loves a bit of water activities you have some people kayaking and paddleboarding around the giant's causeway as well which i think would be pretty special so those are the main ways you can visit oh but that's i mean and i can i can confirm from my own point because i have of course been there it's you have to go and actually see it up close yes i was lucky enough to uh to also fly above it which is an amazing amazing sight and i can imagine that it's amazing from the coast seeing it from the water as well because it is a really 
stunning sight, and it's so different from the rest of the landscape. Just the way the the basalt columns rise from the sea. Yes, it's really beautiful. But you're the expert here. When should people actually visit the Giant's Causeway? When is a good time to visit? I'd say, really, it's always a good time to visit the Giant's Causeway, really, as long as you're dressed for the weather. Uh, they do say you can experience all four seasons in one day at the Causeway. So you might come in a day, you might need to bring some sun cream, but also bring a raincoat, that type of thing. Um, but really, for us, school holidays would be the busiest time, in particular the summer. If you prefer to avoid the crowds as such, then you can come early in the morning or come later towards the end of the day and usually it'll be a bit quieter. If you do come over the winter time, so say from November to February, this would be our quieter time. I would say I love this time of year. There's a really great atmosphere at the causeway. Often you have big waves coming in and crashing up against the rocks and that's fantastic to just sit and watch. So I think really... It's a bit more rugged and... and yes. And stunning, I guess. Yes, and the wind blowing, yeah. sometimes the rain pouring as well, but it just creates a it's good all an atmosphere and it's an experience and uh, makes it very memorable, I think. Great. Are there any tours that you should go on other than the new experience tour that you've just mentioned before? Yeah, so part of your visitor experience ticket does include a guided walk and that lasts for about 40 minutes and it covers a range of topics so it will cover the history the geology and the mythology as well now if you'd like to do something a little bit different you can try one of our signature experience tours these are spirit experiences that are offered by the national trust but are, that are run in partnership with other companies as well for example uh, we have the clifftop experience tour that's delivered in partnership with a local tour company called away we walk and it is a five-mile walk along the incredible cliffs that we've mentioned from Dunseverick Castle to the Causeway Stones. There's also another tour which is called Whiskey on the Rocks, which is run in partnership with Bushmills Distillery. So if you're a fan of your whiskey, mm. that's definitely the one for you. You can learn a little bit more about our signature experiences online and you can book one of these tours through our booking office. As I've mentioned, this year we're also mentioned we're launching our giant experience tours. These are focused on specialist subjects. So things like geology, uh, the oceanography, the flora and fauna, like I've mentioned, and also the mythology and the history as well. And we're really looking forward to getting these tours up and running. That sounds absolutely fantastic. And you've mentioned the visitor center a couple of times. So what is the visitor center and who is it run by? So the Visitor Centre is owned and run by the National Trust. And within the centre, you'll find a cafe, you'll find a shop, uh, which sells mainly locally made products. And you'll also find the exhibition area. The exhibition area is really divided into three sections, giving you a bit of an overview uh, about the causeway. So it tells you about the geology, the history, and then the nature that you find and a bit of the conservation work that's carried out on the site too. And the visitor centre is really the starting point of the guided walks that I've mentioned. Alternatively, if you more just want to kind of do your own thing when you come to the causeway, you can pick up an audio guide as well. So you're still learning about the site. These are available in up 10 languages other than English. So there's ample choice, definitely. Yes. Hopefully there's a language there that would suit most people. Definitely. I mean, that sounds really good. 
Um, so, Catherine, what do you think makes the Giant's Causeway so special? So, the Giant's Causeway is special for many reasons. It's very famous, of course, for the hexagonal columns that we've been talking about, and, of course, our giant Finn McCool. So when you come to the causeway, there's lots of evidence of Finn McCool's life here that you can look out for. You can, of course, see the remainder of his path to Scotland, but you can also look out for his camel, which is called Humphrey, his dog, Bran, and his boot, which I mentioned earlier. It's actually a size, a UK size 93. You can look out for his granny, and also Finn was a musical man, so you can see the organ pipes and also his harp and even the chimneys of his house. So looking out for all these things when you come to visit the Giant's Causeway is part of the fun, not only for the kids, but also people of all ages as well. And the Giant's Causeway, it is very special in its own right, but it's part of the Causeway coastal route. And this has a lot to offer in such a short distance. Uh, in a relatively short distance, I should say. So you can visit one of the many beautiful beaches, for example, White Park Bay, where you can do a bit of fossil hunting, uh, White Rocks, and also Port Stewart Strand, and many other beaches as well. There's also Bushmills Distillery, although you would just need to check when it's reopening because of COVID. There's also Carcary Rope Bridge, and then Muslim Temple and Downhill Denise as well. Of course, there was a lot of filming for Game of Thrones done in Northern Ireland, and you can visit some of their filming locations along the Causeway Coast as well. That sounds absolutely fabulous. That sounds like a whole itinerary just there, yeah. uh, <laughs> driving along the Causeway Coast. And I have to say, I didn't know about the, well, I didn't know about, about his, his shoe or uh, his camel or his house, yeah. so I'll have to look out for that the next time I'm there. Definitely. I really want to see how big his shoe is. I don't know how big a 93 UK sizes, but I imagine it's it's, it's huge. pretty big. You can definitely have a couple of people sitting on the boot to take a nice picture. So it's pretty big. And where, where is that? Is it on the causeway or? So it's actually found when you go down to the Giants Causeway. There's really three bays that you'll walk through, and it's in the third bay. It's called Port Noffer. That's where you'll find the boot. So it's just beyond the causeway stones themselves. All right. Well, fair enough. I'll have to. I'll have to check that out. I really, actually, really curious about that. Anyhow, thank you very, very much for uh, telling us all about the Giants Causeway. I can't wait to go there again, whenever time allows. And uh, I really hope to see you there. And I actually hope to see anyone else there that's listening in right yes. now. So just thank you very much. And again, I was joined by the fantastic Catherine Weir from the National Trust, the caretakers of many of the sites in Northern Ireland, including, of course, the Giant's Causeway. To learn more about the Giant's Causeway and the National Trust properties, visit nationaltrust.org.uk. And otherwise, I hope to see you all again soon.